This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. I hope everyone's doing well out there. Just wanted to touch base and say uh, if you have any questions, like to know a little bit more about our show or are interested in any of our previous shows, please feel free to visit us on our website, wellingtonadams.com. You can go over to our Google page. I think we're on iTunes and hit us up on Facebook. Um, Also, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 717-793-2409 or 855-793-2409. Today, we are going to talk about taxes. How much fun is that going to be? <laughs> well, I know that Simon's getting his teeth cleaned later. That it's a, it's a tie. <laughs> it's about the same. It's a tie right? between that and talking gonna, about taxes. That's right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit, Tony, about tax reform. The title of the show is called Tax Reform: How It Will Affect You. Um, we did touch base on this about maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago, but tis the season. Um, so we want to touch base a little bit about it now. Um, you know this. Tax reform basically is the first major tax overhaul since all the way dating back to 1986 when Ron Reagan was president. Um, It's really going to affect every American out there who files a tax return. Um, I mean, it could affect when someone decides to buy a home, um, where they send their kids to school, and even could affect whether a couple, you know, decides to get divorced or maybe wait or not, you know. So (laughs) I know it's quite a wide spectrum that is going to uh, be affecting people. So we wanted to really kind of touch base on the new laws. Wow. At at this time, I wanted to welcome to the show, Mr. Tony Shore, our infamous co-host. <laughs> How are you, Tony? <laughs> well, that's quite an intro. I'm doing great, Baron. Thanks for having me on the show once again with yourself and Simon. And yeah, I've had a great week. And I actually am interested in hearing about how to minimize that tax burden. Uh, But before we get into that, yeah, I've had a great week. Simon, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing all right, my man. As you pointed out, I'm looking forward to my teeth cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm betting that today's show will be far more interesting. Okay, good. Baron, are you doing okay hanging in there? I know you've been busy. I have been doing really well, actually, Tony. We had another busy week, which was uh, nice. We uh, have actually had a lot of questions coming in about the new tax uh, laws. So we've been talking to clients and trying to best prepare them for the upcoming changes. Sure. So uh, to start us off, what would be one of the key changes that uh, of the new tax reform that you want to talk about today, Baron? Well, the first thing I did want to mention, Tony, is is that most of the changes in the new tax laws, they're actually set to expire in 2025. So, you know, we obviously don't have that crystal ball 
and know exactly what's going to happen in the future. I mean, if I did, I'd probably be sitting on a beach in Tahiti with a couple of uh, girls in hula hula skirts giving me some margaritas. <laughs> but uh, we really don't really know what's going to happen. So all we can do is just plan for how the tax laws are written now. Uh, as far as the tax brackets are concerned, there still are seven tax brackets that hasn't changed, but most of them have gone down. Um, the 10% tax bracket did stay the same, but for the most part, all the other ones went down. The 15% went down to 12%, 25% went down to 22%, 28% went down to 24 32 stayed the same, or excuse me, went from 33 to 32. 35% stayed the same, and then 39 went down to 37. So, you know, a lot of the brackets have changed. Also, the income thresholds for those brackets, most of them have gone up. So that's obviously a good thing. It should really help um, most people out there as far as getting some tax savings. So, you know, the one thing I did want to point out, some people, if they think that you're going from a 15% tax bracket down to a 12% tax bracket, some people may say, well, I'm just saving 3%. Well, you got to really kind of look at it more in the terms of the effective tax savings. If you have, let's say, 100000 in income and you're in the 15% tax bracket, that means that you'd have to give the IRS $15,000 owed in taxes. So now being down to 12%, you're only giving 12,000 owed. So you're saving 3,000 bucks. But $3,000 saved on 15,000 is really an effective tax savings of 20%. So it's really it's, it's a 20% de- uh, excuse me, decrease in the rate of the taxes that you're paying. Yeah, but what about all these recent reports of people uh having to pay more or uh, in taxes or just not getting the tax return that they're used to? With these new tax laws, I've heard a lot of people are having to pay in when they haven't before. Yeah, it's funny that you said that. Uh, literally, this past week, a buddy of mine ca- called me up and said, hey, I need some advice on my taxes and withholdings. This year, I got hit with an extra $2,000 I had to pay in. He just found out. So big surprise there. He's to the normal income, him and his wife working, making normal income type of situation. And as Baron pointed out, it's kind of a surprise for some people because your tax rates actually went down. So if the tax rates went down, how do we end up owing more, getting back less? And for the majority of people out there, probably they're going to save on taxes. Um, but one of the, and the tax rates will go down. And when you're looking at your wages and what's being withheld, that's a large part of it. But what a lot of people don't think about or realize is, you know, when you sign up for your job and you do that W-9 thing, what do you put down? You don't put down 15% tax rate and now it's going down to 12. So you're getting an extra 3%. You put down single or married with dependents and plus one, plus two, whatever that number is. That's always confusing and not that much help. And you end up with a scenario where, yes, this should equal out to be what I'm supposed to get. But the reality is, as I just pointed out, it's not doing a tax rate. It's kind of figuring out what tax rate you should be in based on your income, not your spouse's income, not any other considerations of income, and counting these deductions and these exemptions and all those types of other factors that they're figuring in to get the applicable tax rate. And one of the things that we'll get into here is that along with the tax rates going down, a bunch of other moving parts shifted around. And one of them is the standard deduction went up quite a bit. It doubled. But when that happened, 
the exemptions went away. So those plus ones and plus twos and plus this and that, when you filled out your tax withholding thing, shifted around quite a bit. So now it's no longer necessarily the same as it was before. So one of the things that everybody should do is when they change these tax laws, and especially this one that changed around, make sure that you revisit that, talk to your account and see if the stuff that you put down on your withholdings for your wages is still applicable, or should you make some adjustments to make sure that you don't get a a, a bad surprise. And unfortunately for most, if that's the case, I guess it's probably a little late in most cases at this point, but something you should always be aware of when things shift around in the tax world. Well, yeah. And has, have there been any changes to the income portion of people's tax return then? Um, actually, Tony, there really, there wasn't any changes to, uh, well, the ones, the things that I want to touch base on really, I want to touch base on the taxable interest uh, tax exempt interest. We'll talk a little bit about ordinary versus qualified dividends. And we'll also talk a little bit about capital gains. The These three didn't really have any changes, but they have to do with assets and saving for retirement. So I wanted to touch base on them. Um, so line 8A is just basically 1099s. These are the amount that you get from the bank. Um, you know, this is basically savings interest, checking interest, uh, money market accounts, CDs, things of that nature. Um, line 8B, there's no federal tax being associated with these. These are for tax-free, things like muni bonds. Um, but the thing is, is with that, they're, they're actually, in the IRS's eye, eyes, they're included as income and they count towards Social Security provisional income, which could affect your Social Security benefits. Um also, on as far as dividends are concerned, line 9A, these dividends are basically just shares of company profits that are passed on to the shareholders. So they're going to be taxed as ordinary income. Line 9B is going to talk about the qualified dividends, and there's a big difference between ordinary and qualified. For a qualified dividend, you have to own the stock 60 days or longer after its uh, ex-dividend date, or 90 days or longer uh, for preferred stock. Right. And Baron, that stuff right there is what makes people's eyes roll to the back of their heads. Uh, and, and you can lose some people there, but I know it's all important. And that's why our listeners out there need to be working with financial advisors like yourself alongside their CPAs to make sure that they have all their ducks in a row when it comes to this stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Um, you know, I was going to actually, when we come back, I know we got to kind of take a break here yep. soon. Um, but when we come back, I wanted to touch base on the ordinary income versus qualified dividends. As I said before, there's a huge difference there. Um, but for all of our listeners out there who um, are interested in getting a little bit more information, anyone that would like to contact us, we provide a complimentary tax found money report. Um, this report will kind of go over what your taxes you know, as far as how your investments are and the dividends, if they're affecting your your uh, what's going into your pocket, um, please feel free to reach out to us at 855-793-2409 or visit us on our website, wellingtonadams.com. Um, we'd be happy to sit down, provide a free consultation to you. We also work very closely with your CPA. Um, give us a call. We'd be happy to sit down and talk. All right. Thanks, Baron. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Financially Free Radio and our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard, after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? 
Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And today we're talking about tax reform and how it can affect you. Uh, you guys have already covered tax bracket changes, income thresholds, uh, and Baron, uh, I know you wanted to add something here in our second segment. Yeah, I just wanted to touch base uh, quickly on the ordinary income versus qualified dividend rates because it really is a huge difference. Um, if you're if you're getting taxed at an ordinary income tax rate of ten percent, you're actually would be paying a zero percent dividend tax rate, um, as well as if you were in the twelve percent tax bracket, you'd pay you'd be paying zero percent on those capital gains. You know, in the 22% tax bracket goes, you'd only be paying 50% on qualified dividends, 24, 32%, you'd only be paying 15%. So there's a really significant difference on how the dividends are taxed, depending upon if they're considered ordinary income or qualified dividend. So you really got to be careful as far as, um, you know, when you sell those, those stocks, as far as the dividends are concerned. And also, you have to really make sure that your broker, if they're, if your broker is just trading stocks in your account and they're not really looking at the tax implications, it can really have a very negative effect, you know, effect on your overall returns. So I just wanted to mention that because it was important. Well, yeah, and I can see where that would be really important when it comes to people's taxes. We have to understand these things, qualified versus non-qualified. And Simon, maybe this is a good time to look at covering uh, some some of those uh, traditional IRAs, uh, maybe converting it from a traditional to a Roth IRA? Well, yeah, you know, as Baron just pointed out, and as we're talking about here, the different tax rates make a big difference in your decision making on timing, uh, what types of accounts to contribute to and things like that. As Baron just highlighted, the tax differences between, you know, qualified and non-qualified can save you 15% some situations, sometimes a little less, sometimes more. So that's a big difference uh, there. When we're looking at the tax rates, you know, one of the things that we want to consider is should we be contributing to your IRA? Should we be contributing to a Roth IRA? And for a lot of people, you know, they may not have considered that. They may not have had the option to use a Roth account before because they were working with a 401k for their savings um, or they didn't have the income limitations uh, restricted them from doing so. But you can always, no matter what stage of life you're at, whether you're working or not, you can always convert, meaning take money from your IRA, pay the tax and move it over to the Roth as opposed to contribute, which has some limitations. So it's a good time to consider that because the tax rates are down and we're in one of the lowest tax rates in history and more than likely taxes will go up in the future rather than go down further. Although I'd be a proponent of them going down further. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things to consider and it's not right for everyone. It's a tax play. You're deciding, can I pay tax today at a rate that's lower or the same as it would be in the future? So two things to consider. One for yourself, can I do the taxes at a lower rate? Um, two, it'll help reduce your required distributions moving forward as you don't have a required distribution on a Roth account as, as you would with a 401k or an IRA. So maybe that makes a difference to you in the future. And additionally, there's a big tax difference as money's being passed on to your beneficiaries. Uh, your beneficiaries inherit that money tax-free. 
they have to start taking a distribution off of it during their lifetime, but they can continue to let that compound and grow over their lifetime, the lump sum that they're not taking out uh, tax-free as well. And again, you know, if you're thinking that far ahead, kind of consider what their tax situation is in comparison to yours. We have a great report that talks about it. It'll break it down. It'll give you the uh, kind of comparisons as whether you do it or you don't do it. How do you pay the taxes from within the account or from an outside source? And kind of compare the three side by side. If it's a play for your beneficiaries, it'll take and project it over your lifetimes as well as the children's beneficiaries' lifetime. And kind of give you an idea of how big that benefit may or may not be. And in some cases, I mean, one of the seminars we do, you're talking about required distributions of hundreds of thousands of dollars or more. And if that's tax-free or taxable, that makes a big difference. So good things to consider definitely at this stage of the game when tax rates are lower than they've ever been. Wow. Really? Yeah, that's true. It's like taxes are on sale right now, right? That's right. Get it while they're on sale and get it while the getting's good. So one of the things I also just really wanted to quickly touch base upon because Simon mentioned it is, you know, right now, you know, especially if a client is retired and they just started collecting Social Security, maybe say a full retirement age, which for them was 66, and they don't have to start taking those required minimum distributions until age 70 and a half. I mean, it might be a really good time to look at um, converting that Roth, excuse me, converting a portion of that traditional IRA to a Roth. Yeah, that's a great point. You got that lull in your income or more control in your income at those stages. The other thing is, on a side note, don't ever forget that when you're doing that, if you're over 65, you've got Medicare Part B, I believe it is, that you're paying uh, for. And as you get your income goes up, you pay a higher premium or penalty, however you want to look at it on doing that. And sometimes that'll factor into this part of the equation as well. Right. And I've seen people overlook that and that makes a big difference in a lot of cases. Yep. Cause that counts as, as, as taxable income. income. So it could yeah. affect your Medicare part B premium. So you have to be cognizant of that as well. Well, we're almost out of time for this segment. Simon, is there anything you want to add before we have to go? Well, just that as Baron pointed out, you know, I would encourage everybody to sit down, uh, take a look at their taxes. It's that time of year. It's not the most fun and exciting topic, obviously, but you know, don't be retroactive. Don't just fill out your tax return or take it to your tax preparer and fill it out, pay the taxes and move on. Take the time to look forward and do some tax planning. Some of these areas that we're talking about, there's considerable tax savings to be had out there, whether it's on your income or the areas that you're contributing to 401ks, IRAs, Roths, or in the type of investments that you're choosing, as Baron talked about earlier, and some of the big tax savings that can be had there. 10, 12, 15% or greater in many cases. So we have a great report, the Tax Found Money Report. We always like to find money, so let us help you do that. Give us a call, 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. All right, and we'll be right back after this quick break with more of Financially Free Radio with Wellington Adams. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 855-793-2409 or wellingtonadams.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. And welcome back to Financially Free Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And our hosts are Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams. And great show today, guys, talking about tax reform and how it's going to affect us. 
Now, what about the standard itemized deduction limits? Have those changed? Yeah, actually, Tony, those are one of the bigger tax law changes. Um, used to be where the standard deduction um, was 6350 I believe, for single filers. Well, it's as Simon mentioned earlier, these deductions almost have doubled. For a single, it was sixty three fifty. It's now twelve thousand. For married couples, it went from twelve thousand seven hundred now to twenty four thousand. Um, there's also a couple of other changes in the deductions for people age sixty five or older or uh, disabled. Um, it offers an additional thirteen hundred per person for married couples and sixteen hundred for single filers. But these are some really really big differences because. You know, if you're, if you were perhaps taking the um, itemized deduction before, now let's say, for example, you were doing itemized deductions at fifteen thousand, and you know where your itemized deductions and filing married. Well, now with the new standard deductions for married couples being twenty four thousand, I mean, you're not even close to to doing itemized anymore. It doesn't make any sense. So. In that situation, you may not really want to, you know, break down all the stuff as far as getting all the information together to to still look at itemizing because you're going to basically do all that information for nothing and because you claim a higher deduction with the standard. Now, if your deductions were say around, you know, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three thousand, then yeah, you have to kind of do the work because you're not sure where you're going to be. But if your if your deductions are higher than the standard amount, then you definitely want to itemize. The goal for the IRS basically was to simplify things, you know, or maybe make their job easier, depending upon how you, you want to look at it. I'll go but, with B. <laughs> but um, I mean, they actually predict the number of itemizers is expected to drop significantly. I mean, it's, it's, it's supposed to drop from around 47 million to 19 million. So, you know, in our opinion, that's obviously going to give the IRS a lot more time to maybe scrutinize the other itemized returns. But I mean, it really is in all sense. I mean, in all essence, it's meant to try to simplify the uh, the tax deductions for the client uh, for people filing. The other thing that I did want to point out quickly is that if you do plan on itemizing, there are five areas that you really want to be aware of. Um, if you own a large home, um, new legislation now caps the deduction of state and local property taxes at ten thousand. So, you know, this is you know going to include both income and property taxes. So, if you own a large home and you were paying more in taxes as far as uh, property taxes, you know, that's going to hurt because now you have a cap of only ten thousand. Um, the new law also preserved deductions for gifts to charity. But however, with the increased standard deduction, you know, the incentive to give to charities might have been lowered because of just the higher standard deduction. So that's something that, you know, may have a negative impact. Um, so another one of the areas that you should be concerned about and just be a little bit aware of is that the Morgan, mortgage interest deductions have changed now also. Um, there's also new legislation that allows medical expense deductions but changes the threshold from 10% to 7.5%, although that's only just for this last year. After 2018, it returns back to 10%. Why they did that, I haven't really the faintest idea. And then just some other deductions that have gone away. You know, you can't deduct the tax preparation fees anymore. Um, you can't do unreimbursed un employee expenses. 
Uh, casualty and theft loss deductions are limited. So this is just some things that you really want to pay attention to if you do still plan on itemizing. Well, that's interesting. Now, Simon, are there any other changes that we should be aware of? Yeah, Tony, you know, there's a couple other things that's worth pointing out. One is that the personal exemptions disappeared. So, you know, on the back of your tax return, you got your deductions and you got your exemptions and your exemptions, you got certain amount for every person in the household and that's now gone away. So for those with bigger households, you're missing out, you know, they increase your standard deduction, but they kind of took that away on the back end. So especially for families, things like that, they lost out a little bit. On the flip side, though, they threw in a child tax credit. They also threw in credit for um, adult children with disabilities and for those who are taking care of their elderly parents. And it's worth noting when you talk about a credit versus a deduction that a credit has much bigger impact. You know, deductions are you bring your income down, but you pay the tax rate on your income. A credit means at the end of the day, whatever tax you owed dollar for dollar, that credit's coming right off the taxes that you owed. So... You know, they shifted things around, made things a little bit more complicated in some cases, even though the goal was to make it more simplified, as they said. But at the end of the day, you know, again, sit down with a tax preparer, make sure that you understand some of those things. Make sure that the person that you're working with is keeping on top of things like those changes with, you know, if you're taking care of an elderly parent, those types of things aren't getting overlooked because they add up, especially when it's a credit on your against your taxes. Wow. So it sounds like the, this is a pretty big tax reform. There are a lot of changes out there that you guys have covered. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up the show here today, Baron? Yeah, just one last quick thing, and then I'll wrap it up, Tone. Um, you know, I did mention at the beginning of the show about as far as maybe you want to hold off getting divorced. The reason why I mentioned that is because previously alimony was tax deductible, to whoever was paying the alimony, and it was considered taxable income to the person who was receiving it. Now, not only is the income no longer tax deductible to the person paying the alimony, um, it's actually no longer considered income to the person receiving the alimony. So that's really, really a big difference. That does affect uh, only people who have signed divorce or legal paperwork um, after December 31st of 2018. So with that being said, we wanted to just kind of um, wrap up the show. You know, we don't provide tax advice or prepare tax returns ourselves individually here at Wellington Adams, but we do feel it's very important to keep taxes in mind when creating a retirement strategy. We can work very closely with your uh, tax professional to help minimize your taxes in retirement. And just want to say that the takeaway here is basically that you educate yourself. Don't wait for your CPA to tell you that the damage is already done and it's too late to fix it. Work with a financial professional who can help direct you in the right direction. So again, for anyone that's been listening to our show, we'd be happy to offer that complimentary tax found money report um, as well as a complimentary consultation to sit down, talk with us, go over your situation, make sure that you're in the best situation possible. Um, our number is 855-793-2409, or you can visit us on our website, wellingtonadams.com. All right. That sounds great. Thank you, Baron. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard 
at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government. Thank you.